welcome. New podcast, Make Happiness. This week is pretty awesome. I'm sitting down with Chaz. I've known him for just over a year or so. I met him at work at QBP, but he's into bikes. He's a positive person. He's doing a lot of cool things, and I thought it'd be really fun to sit down and get a different perspective. So, yeah, I want to say what's up. What's up, folks? <laughs> uh, we also got Eli in the third mic. I think we're going to do that just kind of regularly because it adds more to the conversation, I think. And I think Can't get fun. rid of me. Yeah. Well, how could we? You're the one who makes this thing happen. Damn straight. <laughs> so, who are you, Chaz? And, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, the boring stuff, the background of what you do and how you became to be. That is a loaded question, but I love it. <laughs> um, who am I? Well, I'm Chaz. Um, I've been living in Minnesota my entire life, born and raised, which is kind of interesting. Travel a bit, but Minnesota is always like home, it always mm-hmm. has been. And we got family here, all the friends. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me has always been riding for sure. Yeah, bikes. It, it, I mean, like ever since I was a kid, it was one of those things where it was more or less like that was the escape on a BMX bike. Mm-hmm. So that's like what got me to like where I am at today, especially yeah, yeah. Like working at QBP and things like that. And working in the bike shop for a while. That was, yeah, nine years Wow. in the bike shop. That's crazy. So, in, in basically the same space the entire time. So, you got yeah. to know a lot of people around the town. I bet. Um, well, yeah, let's just get right into it then with BMX biking. How did you how did you get into it? I was curious. Like, what, you know, how did you get into BMX biking? How did you learn, like, what a bunny hop was or, you know, that thing? I think, so, my earliest memory of BMX, it wasn't so much BMX to begin with. It okay. was more, like, just putzing around the block. Because we, we, I lived in this area, like, we call it the block. Okay. But it was, like, literally, like, a two-and-a-half-mile loop around yeah, yeah. the lake. That's awesome. But we just called it the block. <laughs> and my first memory of like getting into BMX was I had this really terrible red magma (laughs) and it was red and then gold rims but we had this ditch jump (laughs) and for whatever reason all the neighborhood kids that that was a spot to go like it was just this ditch jump over the driveway. It was the hangout spot. Hangout spot we would tell jokes do whatever and like we would always try to build a bigger and bigger jump. So is this like middle school elementary school? This was like elementary this is like six seven years old. Okay. This is like the earliest memories that I have of like riding bikes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like, I started jumping. It was always just trying to get as high as I could on a bike and it was so <laughs> exhilarating. I was like, this is awesome. Right. So, um, I think that's what kind of like really took it off and then kind of getting older and older into like the early teens and stuff like that. I started mm-hmm. racing for a little bit. Oh, you did BMX racing? I did. That's cool. And I didn't, I, I love it and I appreciate it, but it just wasn't for me mm-hmm. because I love going fast. But the biggest thing was like. I don't want to just go fast and zoom over jumps. Like, I want to see how high I can get over the jump. Oh, yeah. And since there's so much technique behind, like, racing BMX to mm-hmm. be the fastest and just, like, skip over stuff, you know? Right. So uh, there was the Isani racetrack. That's where I grew up at. Okay. And it was pretty run down at the time, but now it's, like, an indoor, like, full-on... Facility. It's crazy. Like, going back there and looking, I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they had a little mini skate park, like, right next to it. Oh, and cool. that's when I started, like, getting into, like, doing fakies and bunny hops and, like, yeah. learning how to do all that stuff. That was where the fire kind of got lit and started mm-hmm. for you? It was funny, though, because I was on a race BMX bike doing that. You <laughs> that's know, awesome. Like, completely terrible geometry for it, but it was, right. like, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, if it's what you knew and that's what you enjoyed, like, so you were doing it, you know? Who cares what the bike was? Like, when I first got, I guess I got into it from Alex, my brother. He got mm-hmm. into BMX bike, and I wanted to be cool like my brother, so I did what he did. <laughs> So. Yeah, like that's kind of like how it was with my older brother too. He doesn't ride BMX anymore, but he was mm-hmm. into it for a while, and I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. So, that's uh, that's really cool. So, did you um, 
like let's go later into you know more of your like high school years or whatever and did you how'd you use bmx as an outlet or use bmx as escape as you mentioned earlier is that more just like to kind of recenter yourself or you know what did you use that for yeah it was everything um so a lot of it i mean you know truthfully like i didn't really have the best childhood growing up okay so that was always like the escape to get away from a lot of just like the bs of life and stuff like that you know, I, I was never, like, one of those kids that were, like, doing a bunch of drugs and, like, destroying myself. Mm-hmm. Not in that sense, anyways. I was destroying myself on a BMX bike. Like, yeah, that yeah. was my escape, is, like, kind Can of doing that. Huck yourself off the <laughs> set of stairs. <laughs> Not, like, purposely in the sense I'm trying to harm myself, but, like, this yeah. is fun, you know? <laughs> right. Interesting way to do that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was that was an escape. I mean, any, like, hard relationships that I had, it was always, like, okay, I need to go clear my mind. I'm going to go ride for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And... It's did, always been pretty difficult to, like, ride alone. I was, I was going to ask about that. So did you yeah. like riding with friends? Yeah, because okay. it, was, it, it, it was always so much, like, positivity and more influence to what you're doing realistically. Mm-hmm. Like, this person's trying to do this trick, you know, and you're trying to, like, imitate that or, or like, one up work and, off of yeah. it, you know? And that's why I've always liked riding with other people. I get more motivation that way, I think. Interesting, because I was always someone who loved riding alone. Like, I could yeah. totally just jam out, like, throw my headphones in and just get in the zone and do my own thing. See, and... I think going later into life, like when I got into like mountain bike riding and like just riding the bike in general, yeah. I loved riding alone more because it was it would offered me more room to like explore things in you know Minneapolis and whatnot too. Yeah, so. that's fair. Um, yeah, that's really cool. So did you when you were into the street riding and stuff like hmm? did you have a very small group of people when that you'd all go out riding with and it was a very kind of like you know your inner circle of friends kind of thing? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I grew like. When I moved to Minneapolis when I was 18, mm. it there was probably three or four people that were kind of riding at that time. And yeah. it was crazy because I didn't like really understand the full community of BMX. Like, there's a lot of people that ride in Minneapolis. Like, it's yeah. insane. Like, oh, when yeah. you really sit down, you like think about, like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple close buddies. I had a, I met a buddy named Miguel, which I don't know if you know him or not. No, doesn't know okay. Miguel. But yeah, he he was one of my really good buddies, kind of getting into BMX, and like he he's now into cars now too. Oh, cool! And uh, but we rode all the time. I mean, we would ride into like twelve, one o'clock at night, and just like not stop. Right. And then wake up the next day and go do it again. Yep. Like I am twenty eight years now, twenty eight years old now, and like looking back at that when I was like eighteen, yeah, like, I want that energy back. <laughs> like I want to be able to stay out that late and not feel like I'm gonna die the next day. You know. <laughs> That's funny. That's really cool. So you just kind of like, you guys were just going nonstop. And like, did you, uh, when you said earlier that you used it as like kind of just separate yourself from your family life or whatever's going on in the house, did you, did you talk to your friends a lot about that or did you like open up at all? You didn't? Not really into like the later parts of my life. Yeah. You know, most of that stuff was, it wasn't because I didn't want to. It just mm-hmm. never came about or like it wasn't a right time to talk about it. Yeah, totally. Not that there's really ever a right time to talk about it. It just never came into like a, a nice flow of things, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Well, yeah, and sometimes there's no need to talk about it either. Like, there's... yeah, you're out having a good time. It's kind of just put that stuff behind you and keep moving forward. Exactly, so. that's awesome. Uh, so let's go into a little bit more different uh, stuff. I wanted to ask, what do you think is the most important thing uh, for people listening to focus on if you want to live a fulfilling and a happy life? I think simplicity. Okay. I think like <clears throat> don't make things so complicated for yourself because like. <laughs> Carl Sagan, one of my favorite people ever, like, he has said that we were just space dust. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't think, I don't know how to word this. I don't think you should spend a whole lot of time 
burrowing in the negativity of things mm -hmm. because you can always turn something negative into something positive. You just have to really put your mind to it and work on that. Right. You know, and like, yeah, I don't, I don't sit here and be like, oh, I had a hard life. My life is terrible. Like you could totally go down that route and mm -hmm. live in that hole, right. but it's really up to you to dig yourself out of that and make time for happiness and like find out what that is for you. Yeah. Whether it's bikes, whether it's skateboarding, whether it's painting, whatever it is, you know, you have to have that ground or that yeah. other thing. You got to find it. I mean, it doesn't come to you. You have to really get out there and find it. You have to like, I think the confusion behind happiness a lot of times is that a lot of people, you know, get scared to take a step. Mm. They don't know whether it's a step backwards, but you just have to take a step. Yeah. Whether it is backwards or sideways or 10 steps forward, it doesn't matter. Like you just have to try to move into that direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no matter where you're going, it's like mm -hmm. you have to put yourself out there. You have to take yeah. that leap. You have to, even if it's fearful, even if it's something that you're scared of, like yeah. you have to try. Yeah. Yeah, ex exactly. Like that's, I think that's what it comes down to. And, and again, kind of going back to like the bikes things, that's what it was for me. I was like, I don't know how this is going to end, but <laughs> let's, let's give it a whirl. <laughs> right. And it, yeah, I think it, let's uh going in from my perspective like going in the bmx stuff it's like you're you're trying a trick that you don't know if you can do or not but it's like it's that you know uncertainty of like i don't know if i can do this but yeah. let's let's find out i think a lot of times for me when when it came to like tricks it was always more of like a well i'm not gonna try to overthink this because i know if i overthink this yeah that's a, that's another thing <laughs> the hesitation is gonna what's gonna hurt me <laughs> yeah yeah you're sitting on like a jump or something or on like a big drop and you're like trying to do something off it you're just like trying to amp yourself up to do it and then you're over analyzing it and yeah it's like that's the thing is i think that's what comes like comes into play when like you're thinking about happiness you know it's like right don't overanalyze it just do it mm -hmm. <laughs> which goes into the simplicity you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier mm -hmm. absolutely yeah that's awesome that's kind of a good point like people way overthink things in life yeah they do like i just like the analogy you're using they're like dropping in or or like you, a ramp or something like when i first dropped in on a skateboard i was like sort of leaning forward each time just going like all right what's gonna happen here what's and you freak out <laughs> i did freak out i was like holding onto the railing at the same time going like all right all right and i think i probably did that for five minutes and then all of a sudden i was just like just kind of leaned forward and yeah. went for it yeah that's and, awesome. And it's okay to hesitate sometimes. It's absolutely okay. I'm not yeah. saying that it's not. Right. You yeah. know, but like, I think at the end of the day, that's what bites in the butt. Yeah. It's like the hesitation of the yeah. things. It's just like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Because realistically, like, the amount, if you think about it, there's an infinite amount of outcomes that could happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you really sit there and consume yourself with that, you're never going to do anything with yeah. anything. That's a good point. So, like, kind of assess the situation and be like, well, what's the worst that could happen here? You know, I could get hurt, but. It would feel so good if I finally did this thing. Yeah. YOLO! Like yeah. I, just, <laughs> I don't remember who said this, but I heard it on a... Uh, I was listening to a motivational seminar. I forgot who the speaker was, but he was saying that, like, whenever there's some situation that you have to really analyze and think about, give it the amount of time that it deserves, you know? If, if it's a really big thing, give it that amount of time, but don't overthink it. Like, yeah. you need that time to think about it, but don't sit on it. Yep, exactly. So if it's a small thing, give it a small amount of time. If it's a bigger thing, you can give it more time, but don't, you know, go too deep. Yeah, and everyone takes time to process things differently, too. That's kind yeah. of the biggest thing. And something, and that's kind of like the interesting perspective I always look at things, too, is sometimes some small things can be really huge things to somebody. It's how, it's how your brain really is, like, wired to work. Oh, sure. You know, and the psychology behind a lot of that stuff is really interesting to get into, and I could talk about that for days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if we have days, but... We could make it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. I want to ask a couple things. What is your biggest fear? Yeah. Um, like what? What are you? What? What gives you the most hesitation when you're going to do something? I know it's going to sound kind of interesting and different, but like, hey, that's good. I've always like I've I've had a lot of time struggling on this because it's to me, 
I think my biggest fear is money, not in the sense that I don't have money, mm-hmm. but how it consumes so many people. Oh. You know, like, I look at that because, yeah, like, I'm not the most fanciest, richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty broke if I don't, you know, but it's <laughs> like, is there's so many things you can do outside of that realm, but then at times, too, it's so crazy how, like, money can consume you on certain things. Yeah. And you don't, it's, if you live your life like that, like, it really Focused sucks on... you dry, mm-hmm. you know, and there was a moment there where, I had like a pretty rough spot with that type of stuff, and it was yeah. just like you know, you're everybody's on the in debt. Things. Yeah, <laughs> go have fun, go do things. Like you don't really get so many opportunities to like live life, you know, fulfilling yourself if you if you're so focused on that. Yeah, if you're trying so. to make a paycheck or make a living for yourself, and you get it just eats you alive, and yeah. then you know six months go by and you haven't done anything except for trying to make a living. Yeah. Like, I look at all those folks that are, like, bikepacking across America or just, yeah. like, living, you know, on their tent and on their bike. Like, that's super inspirational to me because it's, like, they're not making thousands and thousands of dollars doing this. They're right. just doing it because, like, they're finding a way to get by with minimal stuff, and that's mm-hmm. it. And I think that's, like, the best way to live life because I think truly, like, you're happier that way. Mm-hmm. When you start to consume more materialistic things, it's, like, it, it, it becomes a part of who you are, like, your identity. Yeah. You know, if you have less, less is literally more. Mm-hmm. So looking at those folks that do that, it's like, it's super awesome to see that. Totally. That's why, yeah, when it comes to material things, it's like, I'll only, I'll buy something if I, if it's actually going to bring me real value mm-hmm. and long, like lasting value. Like if it's a new record or something that I can listen to continuously or something that gets yeah. me inspired or like a new bike part or something that I know that is going to benefit me long run or like a bike packing bag that I'm going to use on trips mm-hmm. continuously or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> um, yeah, I was curious, Eli, what's your biggest fear? I don't know if I know this. Oh, biggest fear? Yeah. Like, what are you most afraid of? Or what, you know, would scare you the most, give you the most hesitation that you need to, like... Like, as a joke, I would say being buried alive. But, because, <laughs> you know, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, maybe uncertainty of certain things that, I don't know. The um, unknown. Yeah, like, I mean, I have... I, I have a hard time with anxiety, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... So, like, when, you know, life kind of hands you a situation that you're, like... You don't know how to deal with I don't it. know how to deal with. Or mm-hmm. if something comes up, I'm very hesitant to try new things or... Tackle it. Yeah, because I'm very, like, once I'm in something, I'm content with that right. a lot of the time. If not, then, you know, I'll figure my way out. But mm-hmm. if it's something, like... I've actually been doing this new thing where um, I'm traveling with a buddy of ours, Alex. Yeah. And, uh doing some filming and stuff we went out to eau claire and we're going actually to des moines oh, uh, cool. next weekend and um that's like weird for me mm-hmm. we actually went to montana this summer and that was like a huge thing for me because i don't like that was like way out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and i was like okay um you don't I'm, know what's gonna happen yeah i don't know what's gonna happen like we're on the road for mm-hmm. five days straight and i mean it was a lot of fun and you're glad Kinda you did like, it yeah definitely i'm glad i did it but like taking that step was very difficult yeah yeah that's cool yeah i think the more i'm trying to overcome as well is like that discomfort and that fear of like you don't know the outcome you don't know is this going to benefit me you know is it worth for me trying because like i'm sure you've dealt with that yeah and that kind of goes back to that what we were just discussing earlier about how like the infinite amount of outcomes you know Mm -hmm. like it's the more you analyze it the more you're like this could happen 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 and you're like ah yeah exactly you know and that's the crazy thing with anxiety too because i definitely deal with that as well Mm -hmm. and like 
you're anxious about being anxious, so furthermore, you're going to get anxious about yeah, that. Just and it just overloads like, your brain. It's yep. Just, it's just a yep. circle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, it freaks you out because you're like, ah, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. How, how do you deal with getting out of that circle or trying to like s- separate yourself from getting that infinite loop? Music. Oh. That's that's definitely like another escape for me, honestly. Like mm-hmm. hearing at like one of my favorite artists of all time is Idea. Oh, so yeah. he's no longer with us, but like. Mm-hmm. He had this way with words that was, it was like, uh, just blew my mind. Like when I first listened to Idea back when I was 19, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? I, I heard the song Smile. I don't know if you've heard oh, that yeah, song. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. That was the first song I ever heard of him. And I, just, I didn't even know like he existed before then at all. Mm-hmm. And then I started finding like all of his old like rap battles and like some of his like he. Really raw stuff. Yeah. You know, and it was just like this dude has this mind that is just like over processing things Mm -hmm. but he says it in such a beautiful and elaborate way that like i understand and you relate to yeah and like some of his songs are super dark but Mm -hmm. like you can take it as that darkness or you can like look at it like he's trying to say something but it's you know almost in a positive light with the dark in a sense but i don't know uh he's been super inspirational to me as well and that's That's always been you know another escape for me is music just in general yeah and it could be hip-hop it could be like old blues you know like it, it right. doesn't matter like as long as it has a, a decent beat and some like really meaningful lyrics mm-hmm. that that shit's always helped me <laughs> yeah well you sent me there's a spoken word uh song that you sent me yeah. like a couple weeks ago and i was listening to it and i was like whoa like this is super powerful like yeah scoobius pip like yeah that's another like he, so if you ever watch like his uh youtube videos the crazy thing about him is he has a lisp and he talks about his lisp and oh. like how he was really scared to do like speaking in front of folks and mm-hmm. He just did it, and his his words are phenomenal. Yeah, hundred percent. So dig into that too, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's why I really like music and poetry and like lyricism yeah. like that because I've talked to people and you know artists that I've listened to even, um, they just want people to be able to relate to their music because they know people maybe have these struggles that they also have or mm. you know something that can ground people and make them kind of think they're not alone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know maybe they're struggling with something but they'll get over it because mm-hmm. this person got over it someone they look up to maybe so yeah no that's really cool yeah i really see when you said idea that made me think of unknown prophets i've been yeah. super into them recently like they're they're a really cool group of people mm-hmm. yeah there's there's so many awesome artists out there that are like that you know that yeah. you like you get sucked in you be like all right let's just keep listening like all the time yeah and you'll play that track on loop almost i guess i do oh like, same here i can't yeah. stop <laughs> right like whenever i'm biking to work or like at a skate park i'll just have the same three songs on repeat just it's play like, them until you're burnt out on them yeah and then you go on to the next three songs <laughs> exactly i i love that that's cool <laughs> Uh, do you have any other passions outside of music and uh, BMX? I was curious. Like, do you do do you have any other sports? No, not really. Um, it's I'd say photography for sure. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really have a camera to shoot photography, but it's my phone does a pretty decent job. Yeah, and maybe that's definitely. just because I'm so used to like how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, though, my phone has like settings like a normal camera would. Yeah. So I can change the ISO. I can change like the shutter speed. Kind that's of all insane that. Insane how far technology is killing. I know. Like, imagine your first like flip phone with a camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I can't even see your face. Yeah. And now you can like zoom into people's faces on your phone. You know, yeah. it's like you can look at their skin pores. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, photography. I have an old uh, uh, film camera that I shoot on sometimes too. Oh no way. So I've been trying to get more into that. It's just been... Do you know how to develop film? Or do you go to a place and get it done? I go to a place and get it done. I do have the stuff to set up, like a dark room. That would be gnarly. And that's 
so kind of going back and like owning the house is the garage that we have in back. Oh yeah. I'm we're, we're thinking of like making that like a livable space more or less. Oh, and cool. I had brought up the idea of making part of that a, a dark room so mm-hmm. you can process film. Cool. So it'd be more expensive like short term, yeah. but in the long run, if I really got into it, like you could develop your own film and just not yeah. have to go anywhere, just in your backyard. Right. Which would be kind of cool. Um. Do you have any routines or any practices? I mean, you talked about this a little bit, but on like a day-to-day basis, how do you keep yourself centered? You know, if you have like an anxiety, like or something on a day-to-day, like at work, how do you get, bring yourself back and like kind of calm yourself back from that, you know, situation? Yeah. Um, I don't really get too stressed out at work. It's, you know, what I, I, I work with customers, obviously. So I'm talking mm-hmm. to people. Sometimes I get upset, but take a walk really if it's mm-hmm. at work. But if it's uh like home life stuff or just in general with life, you know, it's centering myself is more like, I think for me is getting outside. Mm. I think for me, it's always been just wa- simply walking outside and just yeah, okay. like taking a deep breath. Yeah. Um, it really depends on what type of mood I'm in at that time. Like totally. sometimes it'll be like a walk or sometimes it'll be just simply going outside for a little bit and tinkering with something mm-hmm. to get my mind off that situation. And then going back to like it. moving your mind somewhere else, like relating to a bigger picture rather than this one small area you might be in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely, like, if I need that time to breathe, like, I'll still come back to the situation and, like, solve it. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to, like, know that if I am in a hard situation that my mind can still get out of that. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I go do other things. Okay. To try to separate myself from that just for a moment because, you know, a lot of times <clears throat> I've definitely reacted out of emotion and yeah. just pure emotion. I think that's just the human condition because yeah. we always, we feel so much. And I think trying to separate yourself from that and like actually looking at what's going on and then coming back to it, I think that's the healthier, for me anyways, it's a healthier thing for me. Definitely. You know, instead of just reacting. Yeah. Because you're you're almost like, you almost teach yourself just to react all the time. You Mm -hmm. have to like stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, If you take a moment and just step back from the situation and kind of like have your mind go do something else and then come back to it, it's like you're having a different approach because you're calmed down or you have a different idea about the situation or you might have a better exactly you know, conscious decision making process was it really that big of a deal was it actually bigger than what i thought it was you know yeah. type of deal and i think that's the clarity beyond that i think is what you're really aiming for for me anyways mm-hmm. so. yeah we were touched or we talked about this before we started the podcast but i'm curious uh what your opinions are on patience and how do you how do you work with patience and how do you develop more patience because i know like in these situations we always react 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 yeah. how do you have that patience to step back and not you know make such irrational decisions I've definitely made irrational decisions before. <laughs> I think we all have. I'm not, I'm not saying I haven't, but... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I think... I don't know if it's cursed or blessed with patience. I have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm... Honestly, that's one of my best traits that I have is patience. Okay. You know, I think struggling... Like, so, kind of getting like, a deeper subject... You know, I, I love my father, I love my mother a lot, but mm-hmm. there was so much shit that happened as a kid. Like, there, you know, my dad was an alcoholic, so that was kind of the biggest thing. And that's why I was always scared to drink until I was older. I was like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. So I think learning from really negative things in your life and, again, kind of stepping away from the situation, like, understanding more, taught you. I think that's what's taught me patience over time. Mm-hmm. It's because not all things come quickly. Yeah. All good things come quickly. Um, I think with patience and time and just nurturing something like i think that's how i've gained a lot of the patience that i've had in my life so it's definitely developed over time it's not yeah. like you've always been a patient person yeah okay. i mean think about it your kid or like a, a newborn puppy like yeah <laughs> you know everything's exciting yeah you know and 
I still get, obviously get super excited about stuff, but I'm a lot more patient when it comes to just trying to understand things in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like, this will happen when it happens. Yep. Yep, exactly. So That's cool. How do you, um, do you think there's any other skills that you've uh, learned or developed over time that have been super valuable to living a happy life or fulfilling or like having that, you know, like constant awareness? Trust. Mm. I think like trusting yourself and trusting people around you, giving them the benefit of the doubt. Because mm-hmm. I think with our society the way it is, it's, it's so quick. Everything is so expendable. Yeah. You know, like with dating apps, with like friends you get one bad heated moment you're like okay well there's 10 out of a thousand people that i can meet you know mm-hmm. i think like the connections that you make between people is kind of like what i live for for sure mm-hmm. you know because everyone's story is so different and that's kind of like the crazy cool thing about a lot of the things that are in our life but yeah i don't know i don't know where i was really going with that but no trust <laughs> is huge just, I think. yeah it's it definitely is um do you think that there's any skills that i'm just this, i'm genuinely curious what are some skills that you think you need to work on or that you you know aren't as good at like your personal development skills that like you lack in that's a good question Uh, going off script going off script yeah i know right i don't know i would have to think about that one we can definitely like come back to that one i don't have one like that's right on the spot yeah no that's fair uh i think right now with my life dealing with i'm doing so many different things going on and i have such a busy Mm -hmm. schedule the one thing that i wish that i i guess i need to work on more so is being able to step back because I get so overwhelmed lately like because mm, I have a hundred yeah. things to do every day. It's like I need to take the time, just relax and understand that like it's okay that if this thing doesn't get done, like it's not the end of the world, life True. moves on. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm struggling with because I want to get all these things done. I have so many things that I want to do, but it's like I can't, I'm only one person. I can't handle all of these in one day. So it's just trying to balance that of like understanding it's not a big deal. Yeah, you know, that actually does make me think about that now, too, because, like, it, that, like, almost opens that door to, like, what I feel about that, too. So, mm-hmm. I guess I would be in the same boat in that sense, since I've worked customer service my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're always dealing with other people's problems, mm-hmm. and you're always dealing with other things. So, trying to, like, have that time for self-care, mm-hmm. I think that's, like, been the biggest struggle for me. It's because I'm, you know, I also have two dogs, too, and that's, like, having two newborn children. You're like, right. what are you doing? What are you getting into? Yeah. You know, and, like... <laughs> always keeping an eye on them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, trying to, like you know, make it through work and try to be like a better person for myself at work as well, or just in general. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's like super important to make time for yourself and definitely make sure that you're caring about yourself before you start caring about others. So, uh, this goes in talking about your animals, you know, you just got, you just got the second dog recently, but what are your, so why, why do you think you have two dogs or what made you make that decision? You know, why do you, does it help with stressors or do you just have a love for animals? You know, why do you have like having two critters running around? So the first dog was definitely more or less planned. Okay. <laughs> um, Strawberry, her name is Strawberry. She <laughs> is the cutest little thing in the world. She's like my little sidekick. Yeah. Um, I have always wanted a dog. I think for me, it's always been like, I've always watched mountain bike videos and like dogs shredding with like, you know, the people riding the mountain bikes. And oh, yeah, yeah. Strawberry does that. <laughs> so she'll like tag along on the rides. She's so... She's so awesome in the sense that like I don't have to worry about her zipping off and never finding her again because she'll really be like... Loyal. Yeah. She's food. She's food motivated, so mm-hmm. she knows I have food. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's it's awesome because they. I think for me personally, dogs that are food motivated, they'll listen to you a lot more, mm-hmm. and they'll definitely almost show you more love and affection because you feed them. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Strawberry. So the funny story behind that was like, we. I was going to actually look for like an old Nintendo sixty four at like an old, <laughs> you know, game store. Yeah. 
I got there, they weren't open, so I waited 15 minutes, and then, you know, what happened was more or less like, well, should we go to the Humane Society? <laughs> Which, you just what don't... twist. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Game store, Humane Society, hmm, <laughs> polar opposite spectrum, but why not? Um, I love it. <laughs> so, I went there, and it, it's kind of a really adorable story, like, it... I fell in love with Strawberry because when I walked in there, I did like a loop and she was just sitting there, like just sitting, not barking, not like rolling around. And I was just like, chilling, oh my God. polite dog. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I know that dogs are work and sometimes you can't always like count those dogs out that are barking because mm-hmm. they're, they're stressed out. Right, I totally yeah. understand that. But Strawberry, her story is that she came from a puppy mill down south. Mm. And the day that I picked her up, she just got dropped off. So she had just been put in the kennel for about 45 minutes. Wow. And when I got there, she was just sitting there looking at me with her sad eyes. And I was like, oh, God, no. Like, (laughs) you're the one. That's how you win them over. Yeah. Well, she she picked me. (laughs) I meant, yeah, I meant like, you know, that's how the dogs win you over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Got to go in with sad eyes and feed me. (laughs) No, and then it kind of all worked out. So I was like sitting there and I was giving her a treat and I was, you know, I was like, this, she's the one, she's the one. <laughs> and then uh, a volunteer came over and was like, hey, you know, do you, do you want a bonded room? And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. This is it. Yep. So we got her in a bonding room and like, that's what they called it. And she like responded to her name. She like came over and she just sat down next to me and then jumped up on my lap and I'm like, Oh my god i was like yep okay at that point you're committed yep and ever since then like she's seriously been a best friend and kind of going back to the stress thing she definitely does relieve a lot of stress mm. you know like if it's a stressful day like the first thing i want to do is go home and just hang out snuggle dog. my dog yeah that's awesome <laughs> so yeah she's she's adorable she's super affectionate and that's like been the best part about it how did know? the second dog come about uh sorry to interrupt you there well, I was just going to ask what kind of dog Strawberry was. She, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So she's like a dark gray, almost like blue-gray color, like you'd see in like a pit bull. Okay. But she's a terrier Thai Ridgeback mix. So a Thai Ridgeback almost looks like a uh, pit bull in a sense, like the okay. same like structure, like kind of built, Yeah. but in a terrier body. So if you can think of like a smaller, like 30-pound built terrier. <laughs> <laughs> she looks intimidating, but she's the biggest sweetheart. And she's so calm and so like doesn't doesn't bark at all, which mm-hmm. is kind of strange. Like I didn't hear her bark until like month six that I had her. I was like, wow. whoa, you got kind of a you know a vicious bark. Yeah, never would have expected that from how small she is, but <laughs> here we have it. Packs a punch. Yeah. yeah, and then George, the second dog, came along because we wanted to do more of like a. Uh, well, we don't want Strawberry being alone, you know. <laughs> like I, I felt bad because I was like, yeah, you have your humans, but mm-hmm. like you need, you need another dog. companion, you know. Yeah. And George is the polar opposite of Strawberry, so he's very, like, ecstatic and, like, what are we doing? Where are you going? Where are you going? Energetic, yeah. Yeah, and doesn't ever calm down. <laughs> and Strawberry gets, like, fed up with him sometimes, like, leave me alone. Right. And she'll, like, go wander off and just, like, do her own thing, you mm-hmm. know? But they're getting along. They're getting better and better. Um, Strawberry definitely holds her own against herself, <laughs> against George, because, like I said, George really definitely does get pretty irritating to her sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's cute. They're They're bonding. They're getting there. That's cool. Um, do you, going into, let's see, I don't know, what do I want to touch on next? Anything. What is the absolute one thing that you want the audience to take away from this episode? You know, if there's one thing you could tell everyone listening right now, what would you tell them? Be weird. Be strange. <laughs> you know, like, don't be afraid of that stuff. Like, it's, I don't know, I, I think about this almost every single day, is about this 
the impact that normalism has on stuff like be normal you know what the hell is that yes like, i love that what the hell is that i don't i don't ever understand that i've never understood that i've always been such a weird dude yeah same here you know and it's like well i'm gonna rock it yeah like as you know and a lot of other people know who do know me like yeah Chaz is a weird dude but he's <laughs> he's always stoked he's always happy or like laughing super loud or something like that right yeah you can say the same about Ian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's crazy it's like you never you never fit in anywhere and you never want to yeah. it's weird like you're just your own person which is a cool thing because it's like you know you're so unique that everyone knows you for that like your distinct oh, yeah, personality sure. yeah you know and I, I think like that's when having like being an individual that's what comes into play like is that just be yourself like don't be afraid to be weird don't be afraid to try something different that somebody else isn't doing you know mm-hmm. so yeah i think a lot of people get stuck in the social norm of like oh i have to do this i have to do this because other people are doing it i want to be the, not necessarily because i want to be like everyone else but everyone else is doing it so i want to be a yeah, part on of the that. bandwagon yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's like once you separate yourself from that and just do your own thing and be yourself and be truly like be weird and you know doing those weird quirky things that are solely distinct to you it's like that's when you are your truest self so why Mm -hmm. not do that yeah i i think so as a kid i was always so scared to do that stuff but then like getting older i just you know said like fuck it like whatever it's i'm gonna be weird and this is it (laughs) nobody can stop me yeah same here when i was in middle school and high school i was so afraid to talk about the fact that i actually enjoyed writing and i enjoyed poetry like i was so like afraid to put that out there because I thought people would think like I'm so you know I'm different or I'm too like oh Ian writes like what the hell is that you know but over I just decided like you know what I don't care what people think of me this is what I enjoy doing so I'm gonna you know I'm gonna share it I also think too kind of going into that subject I think for me a lot of it was like the whole toxic masculinity thing because like like other other dudes like you write like yeah what the hell is that you know right. and it's like shut up yeah. <laughs> like, just shut up right <laughs> that's the thing it's yeah people are always gonna there's gonna be those people who are be like well why are you doing that you know that's wrong you shouldn't do that like you have to do this and i'm like well who are you to tell me what i can and can't do i'm yeah. gonna live the life how i want to live it yeah like, exactly yeah like i said it goes back to the, that's a full circle be weird be mm-hmm. yourself you know for me it's being weird and just like loving everything and everybody really yeah. That's awesome. Hug your friends. <laughs> <laughs> tell them you love them. Yeah, exactly. How do you how do you not let those people tell you not to do something, but you know that you want to do your own thing? How do you have you always been like, fuck you, I'm just gonna do whatever I want, or did it take time to kind of develop that? I think it definitely took time. I mean, kind of going back to the subject of anxiety, it was there was a lot of anxiety behind it, especially mm-hmm. in like high school. You yeah. know, I didn't I didn't really do so well in high school simply mm-hmm. because like. I feel like our school systems a lot of times almost strip you away from your individualism. Yeah. You know, definitely. and they teach you, like, do it by the books. We're going to teach you what we need to teach you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I hated that. And that's why, like, our class is always super phenomenal for me because it's like, well, I can draw whatever the hell I want. I can do whatever the hell I want. And that's kind of what inspired me to kind of just be more open about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, now, where I'm at now, it's it's definitely more I'm super open with everybody. Like, if someone wants to know something, like, sure, I'll yeah. let you know. What do you want to know? Right. <laughs> That's so. awesome. I think that's a really good quality because a lot of people are so afraid nowadays to be like open up and be themselves. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why we're so, so afraid and so scared to be who we are as an individual. Like, why are we so afraid to be open? I understand that like people are afraid that other, they might attack you or, you know, they feel some sort of uh, un, like discomfort or whatever when they disclose something. But I mean, what do you have to lose? Yeah. You know, I did this thing in high school that was, it was me and my friend Jerry, which I hope that dude's doing great in his life right now. I don't talk to him anymore, but <laughs> that's awesome. him and I did this thing. Like 
we so I was a, like you know you could label me as like an emo kid in sure. high school <laughs> and that's that's totally fine but like I I was one of the only kids in the high school doing that at the time like wearing some like wearing black or at the time Did you that, have chains? No, I didn't. So <laughs> I was I was a kid. I wanted like skinny jeans and they didn't actually invent skinny jeans yet for like men. So okay. I wore girl jeans because oh, yeah, they, were, yeah. they were tight and I was like these are sick. Nice. Right. You know? And I was only like kids doing that and then Jerry <laughs> Jerry was the coolest dude, so he always wore cargo <laughs> shorts, even in winter. <laughs> yes. That was, like, his thing. But he... Cargo shorts. We he, knew someone like that in middle school. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Like, it, it, it could be the coldest day in winter, and he'd still wear fucking cargo shorts. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, like... We did this thing one day where we just wore white T-shirts and, like, skinny jeans and said, no label. And I remember this kid named Clint, he, like, yelled at me and said some really profound things to me, you know, because he was offended by the fact that... I, like, was stepping up to, like, say, like, we shouldn't have labels like yeah. this, you know? Like, we're all individuals type of deal. Mm-hmm. And That's he was awesome. just so offended. I <laughs> actually had to go home for the day because, like, I freaked out on him. Uh-huh. And then the English teacher, I don't remember his name, but he, like, told us, all right, you two out of here right now. Yeah, one okay. of those. Really? <laughs> so. <clears throat> That's really cool, though. Even at such a young age, you're like, I'm not going to confound the social norm. I'm going to, like, oh, wear yeah. this shirt that says no label, and I'm going to do my own thing, like, regardless of what people are going to think of me. Mm-hmm. People don't like uh, what's the not confrontation, but what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know. yeah, I'm not you. I don't know what you're you thinking. You know, like they don't like when people are different. Sure, but few words. But what do you mean? What? Uh, yeah, but people don't like um, when people stand up or like cause like a disruption people yeah. don't like disruption and yeah. so like if like i think that's why probably like the teacher was like you know what get out of here guys or whatever because you know other people are having a problem with it that they, they want to yeah. find the small outlier that's causing this problem mm-hmm. problem yeah uh, and in quotation yeah and get them out of there because it's just gonna cause yeah and opinions will always clash i, I yeah. feel like you know if, if you form an opinion of something you're almost in a sense going to i don't know how to word this properly like if you have an opinion, your mind is already set on the opposite of it that is the wrong thing to think, you know what I mean? You're kind of oh, married to it. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, it, it sounds just really vague and, like, kind of erratical, but, like, don't form opinions, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's always going to be the thing. Well, if you're this, then you're not this. Right. You, know? like, you have to conform to one thing, but if you don't yeah, have don't that set idea, then you're, you're open to any of it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Just feel comfortable with what you're doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, just know that everything is fluid and everything can change. Yeah, that's a that's another thing too. Going back to talking about our skills that we're struggling with, I, it takes me. It's, I'm still developing right now, but I'm so uh, resistant to change. I don't know why, but it's like I like. I guess it's just human nature. We like comfort. We like what we know. So it's really hard for me to step out of that change. But I'm doing it a lot more recently, which is cool because I've been learning a lot about myself and I've been developing. But yeah, for me, I've always thought like. Well, you're never really a final product of who you say you are. Mm. Like, tomorrow my opinion on something could change, you know, that y- today was, like, su- I felt super strong about. Right. You new, know, new information is always being presented. Exactly. About something, yep, yeah. yep. And that's why I've always stuck to that whole thing of, like, well, you're never a final product of yourself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. tomorrow I might decide that I like 24 or 26 inch dirt jumpers, you know, I'm like, <laughs> all right, no more BMX bikes. Yeah. <laughs> dirt jumpers. I don't know. You know, just, like, it could be anything, really. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, I, uh... I don't remember. Do you know who Alan Watts is? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. So Alan come up a couple times on this podcast, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's like so he, Carl Sagan, Alan Watts, uh, Terrence McKenna. Oh yeah. 
he was more of like a like a lucid like do a bunch of drugs type of guy but he had a lot of like really <laughs> good insights yes like i don't know just like don't limit your mind you know like don't don't restrict it to like the, mm-hmm. the norm you know and that's we put a lot of ceilings on things and i don't yeah. know why yeah it's 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 really interesting you know and mm-hmm. i'm not the type of person that just goes and does a bunch of like acid or anything like that but mm-hmm. you know he he made a lot of really good points about like yourself <laughs> <laughs> He, he did make a lot of good points about, like, opening up your mind. There's a lot of things that I think humans still have not yet discovered in that sense. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know that whole phrase about you only use this percentage of your brain, blah, blah, blah. But, right. like, I don't know. I, I don't, I think, like, we don't always use our entire brain fully to what it's, like, fully capable of doing. Oh, 100%. So. And that's the one thing, too, I'm learning is that I'm, my life is getting more busy. It's like, I didn't know I was capable of doing all of these things in one day, but it turns out I am. And I had no idea, like, I was, this was even possible as one person. Well, yeah, you're a motivated individual. So, I mean, you're going you're gonna to push yourself to do that. And I think, I think something I've, like, recognized with you over time is mm-hmm. that you drive yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest thing, you know, contributing to, like, where you're, what you're doing in life, yeah. which is phenomenal. Which is but, awesome. I appreciate that. Oh, of course. I mean, I, I see it. I'm sure a lot of other folks see it too. I mean, you're you're doing things that a lot of people are scared to do, mm-hmm. which is kind of you know, it. I feel like it would motivate others to try doing similar things. I think. Okay. And I don't know. I I like. I always think about that type of stuff too. Like just again, kind of going back to our conversation, just being open about yeah. everything. Right. Everybody should do it. I think the world would be a better place if everyone was just a hell of a lot more open. Hundred <laughs> percent, and that's why I try to be like whenever I'm writing or putting out content with make happiness stuff. I want to be as authentic and as real as possible. So it's like if I'm having a bad day, like fuck it, I'm gonna tell people I'm having a bad day. You know, it's okay to have those. Moments. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to put up a facade of, you know, everything no- is nothing. Something that you aren't. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, exactly. So there, I was I was reading some stuff about that and like how. There is musical artists that do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they put up this, this like everything is okay. And oh, for sure. See, I don't like that. Yeah. I like the people that like dig deep and like they talk about like some really serious dark stuff. Right. You know, because if you listen to their music from when they first started mm-hmm. and they're writing about stuff to where they are now, you can see how their emotions and feelings have changed over time. Yeah. And I think that's always something that's super awesome to see, you know, with writers, with musicians, with, you know, people who do whatever they're doing. You just see the whole process and the whole development oh, from yeah. start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's really, uh, yeah, like with my journal that I write in, I try to write in daily, but it's like, well, more or less it's daily, but it's really cool to see the progression of everything. Cause it's like from where I started, cause I started writing in high school. It's where I am now. Yeah. So I'm 21. So it's like three years later. It's like, it's insane to see all of the different things I've done and like, you know, moments I've had and epiphanies and whatever realizations, whatever you want to call them. But, and that's why writing, you can go back to that mm-hmm. and then like, look, like I felt this way this time. I don't feel that way anymore. Or do I have like a trace of that energy, you know, yeah. that I felt at this time. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back to reflection, like we talked about last week. Yeah. yeah. It all, it all comes full circle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's another... Have you, have you heard of the law of attraction? So, I mean, yes and no. Okay. So, do you believe in karma? I'm indifferent. Okay. Because there's, like, days where I'm just, like, be good and good will, like, you know, come at you. And some days I'm just like, this shit's terrible. Things just <laughs> happen because they happen, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, that's... I that's think, the truth. I think everyone feels that way sometimes. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, kind of goes back to what I was talking about, just how, like, everything's so fluid. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's hard for me to, like, truly, truly, truly believe in, like, one thing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's that, I think that's been my biggest struggle, I think, honestly. I think kind of now talking about it and opening that door. Yeah. I think it, that's been one of the biggest things. Having that faith of one distinct yeah. idea. Yeah, I think so. 
I don't, I don't know why. I can't tell you why because <laughs> I really don't know. And that's honestly like me speaking honestly, but it's it's because well, my mind is always it's always ever evolving. You know, yeah. it's always changing. There's always so much new information I'm processing on a day to day basis. You know. Yeah. It's so. like why why believe one thing when it could be completely different the next day like you were talking. I very, think very open minded. Yeah, yeah, and I I think I like the idea of karma mm-hmm. because it just I think the the truth behind that is that it makes you a better person. It makes you believe that if you do good, good will come your way. Mm-hmm. And I I love that you know because it's like that shit is what needs to happen. Right. <laughs> but I think a lot of these philosophies and religions and all these things like ultimately the entire goal is just help yourself become a better person. Mm-hmm. Like that is the ultimate thing. If you're developing a certain skill or are you like learning on yourself and learning about yourself and gaining that awareness or trying new things like all that whole thing encompasses you developing and growing individually yeah so it's like i think that's the ultimate thing and if you don't need a religion or you don't need a philosophy or the law of attraction to do that then like fuck it yeah you know and i think the biggest thing is just truly believing in yourself like if you feel that you need this part of like this religion or this whatever it is like Mm -hmm. do it yeah you know but don't abuse it yeah you know that's been i think that's been the biggest human struggle (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of people tend to if they they believe like we earlier we talked about opinions it's like oh i believe this you need to believe this too like you have to do this it's almost into it head first yeah yeah you're not having an open mind about it like you're you're automatically you're so focused in and narrowed in on this like simple idea that mm-hmm. means so much to you but probably doesn't mean anything to anybody else yeah. you know? exactly and like that's why i think you need to have open mind at all times like have your ears open and mm-hmm. don't talk to talk like talk and then like then listen to the other person's response you know 100%. like actually take that in yeah because everyone's so different i know and there's so many like uh, who's a, do you know Mod Son? He's a mm-hmm. local artist. He, uh, so in his book, uh, Did I Ever Wake Up? He said that there's every, every person you meet knows an answer to a question that, uh, you have never been asked. Yeah. So it's just like essentially saying everyone else knows something you don't know and you can learn something from everyone. Oh yeah. And then I think, so my favorite quote of all time is from Alan Watts. He okay. said, trying to define yourself is like trying to bite your own teeth. <laughs> so if you just take a second to like think about that, like try to bite your own teeth. Mm-hmm. You, can, what, you can't. You said that, I was like, trying to yeah. do my mouth. It's like, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Like you'll get frustrated trying to like think about it so much, you know, like <laughs> you just, you can't. Yeah. And there, I don't know, there's, there's so many like amazing people that have such deep thoughts that like think about this type of stuff on the mm-hmm. daily and it's so awesome to see folks like writing about it yeah you know like that's awesome so uh i want to touch on this well it's going to be a little selfish but going to what you were talking about oh, having that one focus that direct thing it's like mm-hmm. i'm doing make happiness till the day i die no matter what like regardless Hell of yeah. if i make money or whatever like it is solely what i believe and i will pursue it but it's not like i'm forcing it on other people like no. You can like you can be a part of it if you want to be. You don't have to be, and it's just like this is what I'm doing, and this is what I want to do. It's like, and you know what's gonna happen though with that is like the best part about that is, just because you're doing you mm-hmm. and you're focusing on that, other people will see that, and they'll follow that because it's it's almost like the ray. What was that coffee mug that you had? The ray of fucking light. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm a ray of fucking sunshine. <laughs> yeah, like that's what's gonna happen. People are attracted to happiness, you mm-hmm. know, and people are. I think folks are genuinely attracted to happiness. Yeah. You know, like in, in the relationships that I've been in, you know, things like that, like other situations, like I've pushed myself away from people who can't, like if I've tried to like help them find their happiness or like mm-hmm. help them out Yeah, and they don't want to help themselves, it's been really hard for me to be like, 
still well, I'm going to be here for you yeah. forever because like that that sucks you dry. Like yeah, I personally think it does. Down, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, because you're 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 taking your energy and what you have filled in your cup and you're pouring to someone else. That's just draining. Right. You know, they're not they're not, they're not pouring back. back. And I think that's that's like one of the wow. biggest. Wow, that's kind of <laughs> profound. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's like. I, See, this is how my mind like, works. Yeah. Like, I just start like, wow! <laughs> I'm just kind of thinking about that, going like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It totally does, like, in my mind. Yeah. If it does to other folks, great. But, like, you can't pour your cup into someone else's cup if they're not willing to pour back. Like, yeah. it's you're, it's a relationship. It's a community in that sense. Like, you, mm-hmm. you have to, like, equalize things and, like, yeah. make it equal. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you just have to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like saying that you're going to pour coffee into a, like, I'm trying to, a coffee with ketchup, you know? It's like it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I, but if that if that other cup had something else to offer you that you didn't have, oh, fair you know, point. like, it's it's an ever like again ever changing thing. Like, yeah, like if you have a ham, if you have a hamburger and you wanted some ketchup, there you go. You might want that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like everybody has something else, like something different to offer. Whether it's not happiness, well, I can give you happiness if we can communicate and exchange on this. You know, mm-hmm. like I do think that happiness is the biggest thing in yeah. a lot of relationships, friendships. You know, whatever it may be, like it is key, but. There's other thing, things that other folks can contribute as well. Yeah, but I don't think that you should solely invest in other people making you happy because nope. I don't think that that's going to help you long term. It, it won't fill you up. You yeah. have to, like, again, you have to fulfill yourself before you fill other people up too. Mm-hmm. So. Which is, yeah, that's a good point. You can't give anyone else if you have an empty cup. Nope. You can't. And so many folks try to do that and, like, they just, <laughs> it doesn't end well. You yeah. Know? Like, that's when you get a lot of hurtful relationships. That's when you get a lot of hurtful friendships. That's mm-hmm. where you don't feel like, or almost feel like you're being used for something, you know? Oh yeah, so. yeah. So how do you um, how do you fill yourself up? How do you get yourself to be motivated and self driven? Like, I'm curious about that. So lately, it's been a lot of stretching and just like loving my job. Mm. You know, like um, I I'm getting older and older, and I hate to admit it. I'm only 28 years old. I'm not really that old, but no, like, not at all. I I didn't take care of my body riding BMX as a younger person. Like I didn't give it time to heal. Mm-hmm. And now that like I reflect on that, I'm like, yeah, that's really important. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool that you're working on it. Yeah, like I do need to stretch and I do need to like warm myself up before I do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think like touching back on that, having a job that like is super awesome, having like the community behind the job, mm-hmm. like for the longest time I never thought it existed, but it, it definitely does. Like yeah. it's out there. That's really cool. And that's the other too I'm learning about working at QVP. It's like, I would have never known you if I didn't work at Q, you know? And it's crazy because we have such the same energy. Like, you meet the people you, like, going, going into the people you attract at the same level and the same yeah. kind of concepts of everything. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm sure we would have met somehow because BMX is such a weird community. Like, yeah, yeah totally. I see you ride in BMX in Minneapolis. Like, I'm going to come ride with you, right. you know? But, yeah, I get, what you, I get exactly what you mean, mm-hmm. you know? And let's keep making happiness. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, is there anything, any other final thoughts or anything you want to talk about quick before we end it? Am I curious? So this has been something I've been, that's been on my mind quite a bit lately. And you can either take it as something negative or you can take it as something positive. So Mm -hmm. death. Oh, okay. So not that like I want to die or anything. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I don't. don't. But like, 
how do you view that? Have you thought about that? Has that been something that's like crossed your mind? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, well, this is going to be a little bit of a touchy, not touchy subjects, but I have, I've had a couple friends pass away recently. So it's been definitely more on the radar and I've been mm-hmm. thinking about it a lot and it's like, yeah, we never know when our last day is like I could die today. Like, yeah. It's such a real thing. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't think about that, but the more I've been recently thinking about it, it's like, if I'm going to die tomorrow or today, then I might as well be as authentic as possible. I might as well give everything I have, put everything out there on the table. Cause Absolutely. it's like, if I'm not going to be here tomorrow, I want to have everyone else to be able to see what I was or what I did or, you know, what I hope to do. Yeah. So I totally agree with you on that. And I think like, have you ever had the thought though? Like what happens afterwards, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. One like, of those I questions. love that subject because it's like everyone's, perspective is so different yeah you know okay i actually i do have a very like belief firm belief on this so our energy is nor it's not created or destroyed right Mm -hmm. only transferred sure and there's all energy inside of us so when we die our energy doesn't just disappear it goes somewhere you know if you want to call it a soul a spirit whatever it is we all have energy inside of us and when we pass away the energy has to go somewhere whether that's into the universe into the ground or we're into the heaven or hell you know, space you, dust. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that our energy just gets put out into into our world. Like there are, you know, I don't know if you want to call them souls or spirits or whatever, but there is energy constantly around us, and that is just, you know, that is all existing. And you know, you could put your. So I feel like when you're, um, I don't know if you've ever had one of these moments where you're in like some sort of, you're around. Um, some sort of area or like a place where someone passed you you just get this weird energy like you get that Mm -hmm. same vibe it's really interesting i know exactly what you're saying it's like the a lot of people like there's no such thing as like gut feeling like oh no there is yeah (laughs) like you know definitely (laughs) your brain is telling you something and it's telling like yo this isn't right or this is right or whatever it may be you know Mm -hmm. like yeah now i think like you know to kind of like answer my own question too yeah yeah you know, I definitely think that I'm kind of on the same lines as you. I, I've always had this, like, idea, like, so you're born and you wake up. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine, like, the reverse flip of that. Like, you die and then you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the exact, so, again, going re- referencing Alan Watts. Let me find this because this is actually really, like, it'll almost, like, blow your mind. Okay. So... No. Eli, what's your opinion on death? What do you think happens after we die? I, I was thinking about this when you guys were just talking about that. I, I don't know. I don't have any answer. No one can say for sure one thing or the other. It's mm-hmm. kind of what we are talking about, having an open mind. I'm not going to say one thing because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I will only know once I die. What would you like to happen? Or, like, you know, if you had, what would you want to happen? I, I don't really think about that. I'm not concerned with it because it's not, like... My life is here and now, mm-hmm. so I focus on that. Okay. I don't want to focus on what could, mm-hmm. might happen. I don't know if it does. It might happen, which would be really cool for, you know, those right. people who are, you know. Living in that. Living in that mm-hmm. state of mind or something like that. But I won't I won't knock one thing that someone says or believes or anything like that. And I'm not going to, you know, go the other way and say, well, that's not horseshit right. yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But because no one knows right yeah do you do you want to be cremated i don't know just you know <laughs> i'm dead so i don't <laughs> so doesn't matter leave it up to the people who are left behind and fair enough i've always had enough. this thought so this is gonna be really dark and morbid but i it's it is what it is because oh, go like for it. like 
so my dad has 67 acres of land up in like the middle of nowhere minnesota mm-hmm. i seriously will put my will just throw me out there like don't <laughs> bury me like just recycle like earth's you know like mm-hmm. you die you go into the ground whatever like my body probably will have nutrients that animals need kind of right. putting that energy back into that area okay i mean like <laughs> i'm dead yeah like <laughs> yeah there's no more it is use. what it is you yeah. know like mm-hmm. i don't want to be buried like i don't want to be sitting there like not that I, like, space. think I'm going to be, like, sucked into this, like, coffin. That's where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that. But, like, I don't know. Throw me. Just throw me in the woods. <laughs> Some animals will, like, find me. They're like, oh, this is an interesting taste. <laughs> like, cool. It is. That's really cool. I've never heard that perspective. I don't know. Like, I've I, always. Uh, this kind of is taking off a mod son thing that he had a vision of. But I don't want to be buried. I don't want to be in a cemetery. Because cemeteries are so cold and lifeless. Just a bunch of rocks. And I want to be buried in a tree. Like, I want to become a part of a tree, and that's going to be my gravestone. So it's, like, it's full of life. You know, it's they full do th- They do that, man. I was going to say, they do do that. They, yeah. like, they put you in, like, a little pod-type thing, and then it grows into a tree. Yeah. Like You are the nutrients I, for the tree. Like, yeah, literally. I want to be that. That's what I want to do when I die. So if whoever's listening, if you're a loved one of mine, like, do that to me when I pass. <laughs> you have it yeah. now. <laughs> Throw I'll me in the woods. I'll make sure it happens. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to the Alan Watts thing, like this is something I truly believe in. He says, you know, try to imagine what it would be like to go to sleep and never wake up. Now try to imagine what it was like to wake up and never have gone to sleep. Okay. Like interesting. It's it's hard to think about because you're like you don't put yourself in that position to think about that at all. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's I guess that's kinda like what I believe, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it's like rah! Yeah, yeah. But that's weird. You're just like in the state of just sleep and it's forever existing. It's crazy to think about. It. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you think you could still dream? What if we're dreaming right now? That'd be cool. I mean, oh, honestly, this is a whole I rabbit am. hole. We're gonna go down, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I am living a dream, like it, no doubt. Yeah. I am in a dream currently. There's so many interesting perspectives. I mean, it's crazy how folks will get these ideas and you know to the rabbit hole. Like some people think we're playing a video game right now. Like some yeah. people are like this is the digital world. And dude, like, I was listening to simulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan, Elon, uh, Elon Musk podcast. They were talking about that. and They're talking about you know the whole idea of that. And it was so interesting to hear their perspective on it. But because yeah. They're, they were saying that like technology is going to get to a point where we won't be able to distinguish between what is virtual reality and actual reality. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a playing field where it's like, you know, what is real and what isn't real because technology is so developed that it's like we can't differentiate the two. There was a movie about that, actually. I don't remember the name of it, but essentially like AI takes over and yeah. they're like in the shape of humans and they don't mm-hmm. they think that they're humans. Right. And the humans abandon Earth to go live on Mars, but they come back to Earth and, like, they're in these weird, like, outfit, like, weird things, you know? And they're, like, well... And what happens is, like, they're 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 trying to discover, like... They don't even try to discover. They come back attacking the humans. Right. Or the AI. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, the AI, like, come about, and they realize that they're recycled AI, and they start having these memories of, like, the war before oh, wow. it happened. They're, like, this is so trippy. Like, how did yeah. this happen? The humans yeah. are, like, because AI took over, and we had to flee. Mm-hmm. And they come back hoping that the AI somehow died, but they built the Earth up, and it's, like, clean and fresh, and, like, everything's, like, perfect. That's wild. And it's, like, that is something that could, like, happen, you yeah. know, with Going how back artificial... to being open-minded, like, the possibilities are infinite. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. And with all, like, the advancements, like, I don't know, again, going down that rabbit hole, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I, I would be... I would have a hard time saying that like there isn't like life out there that we have not gotten technology from. Like I don't think humans, as humans themselves, could have created the shit that we've created. Yeah, like, I don't think so. 
and I'm not some crazy like you know oh let's go chase some UFOs type of person but like right. there's no way that we've discovered all this stuff by ourselves like yeah. I don't know and especially with like if we put in the perspective of how small we are and how small even just our galaxy mm-hmm. is compared to the entire being of existence like we're just a speck of dust in yes. the whole thing like someone else out there is looking at our earth right now and be like there's life on that planet you know like yeah there's and, no way that we're the only ones doing that mm-hmm. and they're thinking that like oh we're just some organisms or something like we could be a plant to them you know like they have no idea yeah they and that's yeah that kind of goes on to like that subject too like it's but there's a there's a perspective that somehow like the earth has advanced faster than any of the other planets out there and oh, that wow. somehow like we're you know more advanced than anyone else so we're discovering the things first but, that's like, what alex uh, talked about one time my yeah. brother i was talking to him about it he's like yeah what if we are the advanced and then we get to someone else's planet and they're like whoa who are these aliens but it's like yeah. we're looking like you never know <laughs> i think there's just too many possibilities to think that you know it could be but there's so like it the universe is vast there's this actually this website that i know uh, it's called scale of the universe mm. and it really like it's basically this timeline of things well not a timeline but like a little scroll bar you can go on and it starts kind of in the middle as like the size of a human mm-hmm. you can go all the way down to like the smallest thing like quarks and atom oh yeah, size, yeah, yeah you know like the tiniest little things and it goes all the way out to like size of observable universe or what we know we've measured and then mm-hmm. like it's insane they, they give measurements or whatever like i wouldn't even That's know cool. It's kind of hard to put into perspective. or Yeah. 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 And, like, for all we know, the well, I guess we do know this, but, like, I was going to say, well, what if the moon's made of cheese, you know? like We don't know what's on the other side. <laughs> We're only informed of what, they, uh, what they're telling us. <laughs> it's true. Jeez. For all we know, the moon landing is fake because there's a lot of conspiracies about that, too. I don't know. That's the whole black. That's, that's the rabbit hole right there. Go down there. one rabbit hole, we go to another one. It's never cool. ending. Isn't that what a rabbit hole is? It's never ending? Yeah, it's a pure point. Yeah. Is that like an Owls in Wonderland thing? Did that come from that, do you think? I don't know. The book, like going down the rabbit hole? It's a good question. I don't know if it came from that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the book I don't know enough history on it, but... I don't even... Well, actually, no, next I think time. I have... Some. Anyway, yeah, next time on the Make Happiness Podcast. <laughs> cool, dude. This has been awesome. Like, I really appreciate you coming on. We got we, we went through some really cool topics. Yeah, for sure. It was, like I said... <laughs> Endless pit of black holes in my mind, or rabbit holes. <laughs> the existence of all beings. <laughs> we went from happiness to rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, why not? Like, you know, switch gears a bit. Yeah. Change things up. Well, that's the thing. We're being who we are. It's like that's w- what we talk this about. This is happiness. Yeah. We're obviously like laughing and giggling about nonsense. So. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, oh, this is gonna go into a whole other thing. But I personally believe that you know, to some extent, there is no meaning to anything. You know. We create our own meaning for what. Don't be so cynical, Ian. <laughs> but it's, I'm not even being cynical. I'm being. I'm flipping it because it's like we create our own meaning for everything. Just so being like, honest. <laughs> we can create a meaning of what we want everything in yeah. our lives to be. So it's about you know owning that and believing and like harnessing what you want to do with it and how you want to take everything. So people ask like what the meaning of life is, but we create that for ourselves. Exactly. In, in a way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Heaven isn't, heaven isn't something that you go to. It's all within you. Mm-hmm. Like that's, again, that's an idea, like quote that he had, you know, because that was what his thought was or that's what how we thought about that. It's like there is no heaven or hell. It's Heaven is what's inside of you mm-hmm. and how you represent that. Yeah. So, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of whoa moments in this podcast. Cool. Heck yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate you, the four people who stayed through the end, but... 
there's four people so <laughs> you're awesome um there's gonna be some more guests coming on i'm really excited about the next couple there's one that i'm in particular that's gonna he has some really cool adventure stories and stuff that he's done some really cool accolades but um yeah so continue doing what you're doing and always remember to make some happiness take care Thank you.